be looking at trying to figure out how much something is worth and therefore how much you should charge. Just stop and ask yourself, what will my clients be able to achieve after working with me or after the service? How valuable is that to their their lives or their business or their health or whatever it is? Um, And that starts to give you some context for the value of what you do. And then your price becomes a reflection of that value. Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast. I'm Frida Carbo, founder of Sensitive Success Circle, the mastermind for sensitive coaches and changemakers who want to create success in their way with the help of their sensitivity. I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand with my husband and two kids, working online, creating the life and business that I love with a mission to help others do the same. One of the things I learned is that we have so much wisdom inside when we learn to trust and take aligned action. And even though we're responsible for our journey, we don't have to do it alone. I do this work because I'm committed to helping highly sensitive, introverted, intuitive coaches and changemakers to do the work they are called to do in a way that works for them. I know it's possible and creates so many ripples. My intention with these episodes is for you to be inspired, empowered, and to know that you're not alone in your business adventure. If you haven't already, come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Carbo. Thank you for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Welcome. This conversation was originally recorded in a Facebook group, and I am really excited to share it with you here as well. Today we have Natalie Combe with us, and we're going to talk about nailing your pricing and a lot of other things. So today we're talking to Natalie, and she ha- enables women entrepreneurs to nail their pricing so they can pay themselves what they're worth, doing what they love, only working the hours they want. So for over 20 years, Natalie had delivery results for everyone from solopreneurs through to top international companies in London and Europe and here in New Zealand. She's been featured in Stuff and the National Business Review and lots of other things. As a single mom by choice, running her own online business, Natalie understands firsthand the challenges women entrepreneurs face when setting up and scaling their own businesses, whether you're a solopreneur or growing a team. So welcome, Natalie. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this is a really important place to be having these kind of kind of discussions because we know there is no one ideal personality type for success. That is so true. So tell us a bit about how you got into to the subject of nailing your pricing because that's Aha. that's a lot what you talk about. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um so kind of as you, as you mentioned that lovely intro, um I have been working with businesses and basically doing what we call business transformation, which is a fancy pants word for troubleshooting for over 20 years. And so I would go into a business that either was struggling or um, wasn't making the money they wanted to, or they had client problems, or they wanted to grow or scale, whatever it might be. And I would go in and basically fix it. So look at all the different things they've got going on and create a roadmap to fix them so they can achieve their goals. And almost always pricing and having the right, we call a commercial model, but pricing was at the core of the challenges they were facing. And these are big corporates that we all think have their pricing sorted. They don't do their pricing. Um, and so then um, cut forward, this is going to be the quick version, honestly. Um, 
about six years ago. I've been doing this in London as well for 10 years. An amazing lifestyle, amazing career. Um, it's in my kind of late 30s. And I decided to become a single mom by choice. It There's a story that goes behind that, which I'm happy to tell people if they want to hear it. Um, but I felt like I needed a new challenge and there was something missing in my life and I wanted to become a mom. So I headed down that path and decided to move back to New Zealand to raise my daughter with my with my family. And then probably about 12, 13 months after she was born, out of the fog of the first year, um, I was like, right, I need to get back into work. And the thought of going back into corporate and having her in daycare 10 hours a day and never seeing her just was not acceptable for me. So I knew I had to find a different way of supporting my family. Um, and I didn't know what that would look like. Um, and then I kind of discovered this online world of um, teaching people what I know, teaching people what I used to do for big businesses, actually teaching business owners to do it for themselves. And really, someone asked me, right, what if you could fix one thing that has the biggest impact in someone's business? And I'm, I'm like, it's fixing their pricing. Because if people can start to pay themselves, without working stupid hours, then suddenly everything else becomes possible. Mm. When your business is profitable, you can afford the Facebook ads and the business coach and the VA and the stuff and all the cool, th- you can afford all of those things. And you're helping people and you feel excited and motivated and rewarded and it's a viable business. So yeah, for me, it's kind of like the one of the fundamental building blocks of, of actually doing business. So and it helps change lives, right? Mm, so powerful. Yeah. So, but what, what do you see is the biggest mistake that people do with that pricing? Well, one of the biggest challenges, um, and this is fundamental, kind of goes even before pricing. Um, one of the biggest challenges is so many people I talk to, and, and particularly women, I think men do it as well, but it's definitely um, something women, uh, I've noticed women do quite a bit, is that they think their salary is a reward. So they think the salary is a reward that eventually at some point in time in the future, when they've worked hard enough for long enough and sacrificed enough and are successful enough, eventually maybe they might be able to start to pay themselves a salary. And when you think that way, the likelihood is your business will never be around long enough to get you to that place. And that's Mm -hmm. just a travesty. Instead, the truth is that your salary is not a reward. It's just a business cost you need to plan for. Mm. Like we plan for all the other costs in our business, we have to plan to make a salary. Because that way, when you make a plan for it, it's much more likely to happen. Yeah, so important as well, because we want to have a viable business. So, Well, otherwise, you just have a very expensive hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine too, if that's what you want. But I think for a lot of people, particularly um, people with high empathy, they also want to help. They, 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 we have to help. Um, and I think for, for us, um, that can be charging and, and, and making people pay to help can feel very uncomfortable. And so I think for a lot of people, helping them to shift that it's not about us, us making money. It's about 
how valuable the change we help our clients to achieve is. What change do we help make in their lives and how valuable is that to your clients becomes quite an important mindset shift. So it's not about us, it's about our clients, which I think can be really helpful for particularly those in the, in the helping industries um, to kind of get over some of that uncomfortableness of charging to help people. Yeah. And when we charge and people have to invest in it, it actually helps them more. hundred percent. And you use the right word, invest in it. Mm. They're investing in themselves and they are, they're committing to something that's important to them. And I mean, I can pretty much guarantee that all of our clients pay more for other things in their lives than the cost of working with us. Yeah. They just do. They have the money. Yeah. They can find the money, right? Yeah. People pay for what they value. So the important thing is, is as business owners, is being able to communicate why investing in this change is worth it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I I just read on Instagram that you only work three days a week. Yes. And I think that is so amazing because you really what you really do what you say you're about, like helping people to set up the, the business that they want to support their life instead yeah. of the opposite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I sometimes when I mention I work three days a week, like people go, excuse me, what? Like how? Because <laughs> I've just been intentional. I, I've said, how do I want to work? What does success look like for me and my family right now? Um, and for me, that is working three days a week. I have Mondays off. Um, I've organized for my, so I'm a single mom of a amazing, energetic four and a half year old. So my grandparent, my parents, her grandparents have her on a Sunday night. I get a sleep in on a Monday. I don't work. I have no kids. I sit on the couch. I watch Netflix in my PJs um, or I go for a walk or have a massage or whatever because I need that time. Like I'm an outgoing introvert <laughs> and I need time to myself. I've recently explained to my daughter, it's going off topic, but explained to my daughter there are extroverts and there are introverts. Extroverts get energy from being around people. Introverts get energy from being by themselves. I'm an introvert. I need time by myself. And my four and a half year old goes, I think I'm an extrovert because I get energy being around people. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but, you know, a, a, a wee while ago, I was like, right, I need a day to myself. And I just couldn't figure out why. I was still exhausted at the end of the weekend. And I realized that I'd had it on a Friday. Um, I have a woman who, awesome woman who comes and cleans my house for three hours on a Friday. So I wasn't alone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, right. Change it. Move yeah. it to a Monday. You get to sleep in. There's no one here. And it's life changing. So it's really important to say what is working for us right now. Do more of it. What is not working for us right now? What do you need to do to change it and then change it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Love that. And we were, you were talking a bit about success, but what, what does success mean to you? Success for me is probably, it's kind of multi-layered. So 
obviously part of success is just financially supporting my family. It's just me and my girl. Um, so, you know, it's all, it's all on me. Um, and so just being, having that financial security and financial freedom is, is a big part of success. I mean, ultimately, you know, I want all the trimmings to go with it because <laughs> I just like that lifestyle. Um, but right now just being able to financially support us, um, is definitely success, but also kind of two other elements is the second part is, um, having a fairly relaxed life. Like I've done the 60 hour, 80 hour weeks. Like I have done the hardcore corporate. I ain't doing that again. I want a much more relaxed, calm life. Um, so building um, a business that financially supports my family in a relaxed way is really important to me. And then the third thing is just changing, changing as many lives as possible um, is success for me as well. So how can I reach and connect with more people so that more, particularly more women can actually have successful, profitable businesses that they're proud of and feel capable and build lifestyles that actually work for them. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the good stuff. Yeah. Love it. And I love the energy you're, you're bringing in as well. It, you can really feel that you're taking care of your energy. Yeah. So important. Oh, hugely. But, yeah. So I, I talk a lot about sensitivity as a superpower. So how do you use your sensitivity as your superpower? It's really interesting because I've you know, been following you for a while and actually it's been really helpful kind of reading what you're sharing and be more aware of, that that sensitive is a thing, like it's an official thing um, and and how I actually use it. And I think one of the things that, you know, I, I work with money, pricing, pretty dry. Uh, a lot of people don't like money. They feel, they it, oh, it brings up anxiety and guilt and shame and a whole lot of horrible feelings. Um, and I think how for me, like empathy is one of my superpowers because I feel what they're feeling and, and I can work with that. There's no mm. judgment in that. It's like, I totally understand why you would be feeling that way. Like that's totally normal and acceptable. How do we, how do we move you through that rather than um, kind of judging how, how people would feel. And I think with the work that I do with my clients, I can understand each individual business and the challenges they're feeling and where they're at and help them where they're at, as opposed to expecting people to be up here, which they're just not going to be. And so I think particularly when you partner that with something like money and finance, which typically are, I think people expect to be told they're doing it wrong. They're not doing enough. I think when you combine that with, um, the empathy to understand, I think that becomes a really powerful combination. So people feel empowered and they feel good about where they're at and what they're capable of doing. So I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. Also means I get knackered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of a call or a session or something like I'm done. Get what you mean, um, yeah. Hence the three days a week. And um, I try to only work on client work six hours a week. Like that's it. If I do more than six hours a week, I'm I'm knackered. So again, it comes back to acknowledging that that's just how I work and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and shaping my business to be viable that way 
that's where pricing becomes even more important because if you've got a limited number of hours or days, pricing is even more critical Mm. to making it all work than if you could work 50, 60 hours a week, right? Then you just work harder and you make more money. But particularly for us women, whether you have kids or not, you're still generally the primary caregiver. You're still generally the primary household caretaker. I could get on the soapbox and talk about that, but I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're still really limited with how much time we have during the day to get everything done. And so that's where I think pricing becomes particularly important for women who want to run profitable successful businesses um, just because we have more limits than traditionally um, say traditionally men would have um, mm. have a I'm doing all the stuff so they can work all the hours like, don't work for us mm. yeah <laughs> yeah definitely I hear you so if you had someone that would just set just about to set their prices what would what would you say to them just about to set the prices, 110 different things. Um, <laughs> you mean if someone's just starting out or? Yeah, just thinking about the prices of a new product or service. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So one, there are, there's actually like four different, different pricing methods. Um, they are, and you can, I can share a link. You can read more about them, but they're market-based pricing, goal-based pricing, cost-based pricing, and value-based pricing. Most people start and stop on market-based pricing, which is where you look at what your competitors are doing. You figure out if you're more or less experienced, can you charge more or less? Um, market-based pricing is really unreliable as a pricing method because you have no idea if your competitor is making any money. Mm. Answers are they aren't either. Um, but it is useful for context. But the two that are the most powerful is cost-based pricing, um, which is where you kind of build from the ground up what's the minimum you need to be charging and earning in order to pay yourself a salary only working the hours you want. So that's cost-based pricing. Um, but the most powerful is value-based pricing, which is where, and we kind of talked about this in the beginning, which is where it's not about you. It's not about how much you're worth or how much time it takes you or how much it costs you to deliver. It's about the change that you help your clients to achieve and how valuable that change is to them. So if I could say kind of a blanket tip for everyone under any scenario, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it would be to, if you're looking at trying to figure out how much something is worth and therefore how much you should charge, just stop and ask yourself, what will my clients be able to achieve after working with me or after the service? How valuable is that to their their lives or their business or their health or whatever it is? Um, And that starts to give you some context for the value of what you do. And then your price becomes a reflection of that value. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Great tip. <laughs> so if they want to know more, I get, I'm guessing they want to, because this is so interesting and we need to talk more about this. Uh, but if they want to know more, where's one place that they can find you? Um, my website is a good place. It is www.nataliecoom.com. Um, and you can find out more about me, um, how to work with me if that's what you want to be doing. But also I have a whole ton of um, resources and tools and advice and tips and tricks 
that you can um, just read and learn and start to put little bits and pieces kind of into your business so that it starts to work for you. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much for joining. Is there anything else you would like to add before we finish up? Um, I think I would just say that don't let anybody else define what your version of success looks like. Mm. Only you can define what your version of success looks like and what it looks like right now. What success looks like for you right now will probably be different to what it looks like in a year's time or in five years time. That's absolutely fine. We've been through a shit show last year. So what success looks like for you off the back of that can be, might be very different to how it looks like in a year's time. What's important is to just give yourself permission to say, what would success be for me right now? What is one thing I need to do or change or add or whatever to get me closer to that version? Yeah, Mm. that'll be it. (laughs) Perfect. Powerful. Yes. Thank you very much. I feel that we could go on a lot longer, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll try to keep it to about 20 minutes. So thank you very much for today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This podcast is put together for you to see what is possible and how to use your sensitivity to create success in your way. If you know anyone who would find this conversation useful, please share. And if you share this on social media, tag me in and I would love to reshare it. Come over and connect with me on Insta at Frida Carbo and tell me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to keep shining so that those who need your help can find you.